The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Uh, the IED was initiated on us. I was looking at the ground as we'd left the ground in our vehicle. It was about a 13-ton vehicle. We went airborne. After losing his legs in Afghanistan, Sergeant Stephen Jagel and his family received a mortgage-free custom home from Operation Finally Home. God gave me a talent to build homes. You know, now we're using that talent to help these families to, to heal emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Next on Life Today. Uh, veterans, one of our great soldiers, that uh, he gave a whole lot of his life, a piece of his life, a part of his life, not just time, but for our freedom. And, and when he walked in here, this is what happened. <laughs> that, that's what happened uh, when Sergeant Stephen Jackal came in here. And it, it was right. And I, I commend you because you know honor and hero, and you honor the hero. And uh, we'll be talking to our soldier in a moment, but we're going to talk to somebody else too. And I want you to see this. Betty, this is appropriately titled Building oh. Hope. And this is a builder who's building homes for soldiers. His name is Dan Walrath. Would you welcome Dan and would you welcome our soldier? Stephen again. Would you do that? God bless you both. <laughs> Betty, when you saw Sergeant walk out here and see these legs, and did you lose your legs to your knees or is the above the knee part of the below prosthesis? The knee. Just below the knee. Yes, sir. Well, I want you to tell us right off how you lost your legs. And I think one you lost, and then the other. But tell us what happened. Uh, <clears throat> I was an Army comm engineer, so my job was to look for IED roadside bombs alongside the road for oncoming forces. On August 23rd, 2011, uh, <clears throat> we were doing route clearance, saw a wire going to the culvert, told the driver to back up. I had this weird gut feeling. Uh, as soon as we backed up, I yelled go, because I had confirmed that there was, in fact, a wire. Uh, the IED was initiated on us. I was looking at the ground as we had left the ground in our vehicle. It was about a 13-ton vehicle. We went airborne um, and a few feet in front of the blast hole, actually. I lost consciousness. Um, I woke up, and in the midst of gaining consciousness, I realized that we had armor-piercing 50 cal rounds cooking off inside the vehicle. Uh, <clears throat> I'd also bit through my lip and was choking on my own blood. So I pulled my lip up over my teeth, spit the blood out, checked to make sure that the guys were okay. And at that point, I'd realized that my gunner was pinned and my dismount uh, had been pinned as well. Uh, and these guys were pretty much within arm's reach uh, as I was laying sideways in the vehicle because I'd come out of a five-point harness uh, after the blast initiated. 
So landing in the vehicle sideways, uh, I did what a lot of people in combat do when they get blown up. I mean, I started checking, making sure everything was attached. Uh, at that moment, I realized that, you know, I had damaged, uh, I had damaged feet. Uh, the radio mount was destroyed, so I picked up my dismount radio and I called up to the rear of the formation of the vehicles that we had. And, <clears throat> you know, I told them, hey, we need three litters, dismounts pinned, gunners pinned, and I got two broken feet. Mm -hmm. And about the time that I had said that, a fire had broken out inside the vehicle, and immediately I dropped the radio. And at this point, I, I, my, back, my back was broke, two, two broken feet. If I swear to you, it felt like a six minute conversation with God, I'm pretty sure it was like six seconds. <laughs> but I, I was done, I was smoked. I, I, I didn't have anything left in me. And, and surely I, I had accepted the fact that I was fixing to die right there in the vehicle with these guys and we were gonna burn to death. And I told God, I was like, however you need to use me, use me. He did. <laughs> I felt a, a wave of heat come over my body and I immediately went to my right leg and started using my leg and slam it down to put the fire out and wow. uh, moved to the rear of the vehicle. Uh, at that time, they had finally had cleared to us because usually when an explosive goes off, those guys over there like to put more than one explosive around it so that when people do come to help, they create more casualties. Uh, you know, with that being said, they had to take their time getting to us safely. And I looked out the window at my platoon sergeant and he was looking down at me and he pointed at the door and I was like, nope, already tried it. The hydraulics were busted. Uh, come to find out when I lifted myself up and leaned forward, cause we have an MRAP, so it's a mine resistant ambush protected vehicle. So you can lock it within so no one can get in. Well, the only double edged sword to that is the fact of now that we were trapped in the vehicle. So undoing the hatches, the hatch springed open, I fell down, they came in and pulled us out and they put us on the litter and we, we, were, uh, we were rescued out of there. Thank you for your love. Would you say thank you God for his love for us? And, and, and Sergeant, Stephen, you're, well, you're representing a lot of soldiers. We love all of you. I don't even think we have the ability to tell you the way you need to hear it. Thank you, thank you. And you, it took how long before you lost you lost one leg? It had to be amputated because of circulation Correct. and shock damage. Yeah, I destroyed, uh, I just destroyed my leg putting out the fire uh, more than it had already been damaged. Uh, with Trying the damage, to help everybody else, you, you did more yeah. damage. Yeah, so they, uh, two days later, they had cut my, uh, cut my right leg off. And so my wife and my mom didn't know about any of this, nor my family. So it, it, me, you know, with the drugs that they had given me in the hospital, I, I was on Facebook and I had posted a picture with me missing half my leg now. <laughs> That's like the wrong way for your parents to find out like, that you have had your leg amputated. <laughs> So, yeah, my mom got on to me for that one. <laughs> All and right, then, and you ultimately lost the other leg. Now, I want, I want us to move forward because you, you've got a situation. Now, how, you were married, how many children did you have at this I time? I was married to my beautiful wife, Adriana, and we had, f we had five kids at the time. Yeah, five. All right, how many you got now? Six. <laughs> okay. So God so, saved me for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. now, Dan, we gotta get you in this because uh, I, I love you. We're Western looking. You're a contractor, you were a custom home builder. In Houston. Yes. All right. And uh, just everything's going fine. All of a sudden, 
you see needs. You see soldiers coming home that maybe they didn't even really have housing, but you saw a lot of them that needed uh, help because they had been injured. So there needed to be modifications. So tell us your story. I had the opportunity to um, uh, meet with a family. Their son was a Marine. Um, he was serving in Iraq. Um, his group had, much like Stephen, they run over an IED, roadside bomb. Uh, this young man had uh, sustained severe head injuries and uh, is never gonna be the same. And 21 years old, a mm. um, friend of mine asked me to go talk to this family about helping them get their home remodeled. And uh, I did. And I actually went over to tell them I was gonna recommend a remodeler. Um, but after I heard the story, uh, he showed me a picture of Stephen before he was uh, injured and then one after he was injured just broke my heart. His dad was crying and I was tearing up and and I opened my big mouth and I said, you know, I, we're gonna, I'm gonna help you. You know, I know some good guys and we'll get this thing taken care of. So we, uh, with the help of uh, our building association down in Houston, we just all banded together and and, and remodeled the home. Did about $100,000 worth of remodeling to the home and. To my surprise, it didn't really cost anybody anything. Well, I just think it's awesome what you're doing for the family. You're giving them a place to live, a place where, where with the injuries, they can move around and feel the independence again because they're, they're the brave ones. They're the ones that have sacrificed their life and the families too. Sometimes we tend to forget about the yes, families back home that don't know when they might get that call saying their loved one's been killed or injured ba badly. And I just think it's awesome what you're doing. But I guess I, I, as a person that has not had to experience any of the, the, the tragedy of having someone lost through serving our country. How, do, how What are some of the ways, Stephen, that we can pray as, as citizens for these families? When they come back, I know the devastation a lot of times, everything's not back to normal. It never will be normal again. I mean, in, in prayer, it would be, it would be tremendous in, in the direction of like the, 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 the reintegrating that strength like, because a lot of families who, or who may not even have people there for them to support them, it's it's to either bring about that support system, or to give strength to the support system that's already there. Because, you know, like me, is like I was I was 32, and my wife was changing my diaper, and then she had five kids to take care of too. So it's like she's got a whole man to take care of, plus wow. the kids, and it's not that in every scenario. But, you know, you you the people who the caregivers. Are, and the family members are the ones that experience like the byproduct of, of the injury. So it'd be strength and the knowledge and who would you ask in a, in a community to find out how to help those people? Dan, do you know of what he's talking about? And then I want you to tell us how all of our viewers all over could contribute to what God put in your heart because what he put in your heart can only be multiplied by love and compassion right. and action. It's one thing to say we care, it's another thing to do action. Right. But, but what, do you know how they can contact to find out? Or you, Stephen, who do they talk to to know where there's a particular need that we might go in and assist the family with what they're going in? And how would they sure. be able to help you and get involved? You know, one of the things uh, that I'd like everybody to, to realize is that because of the hopeless and helpless state that these young men and women are in, uh, 22 of these young people take their life every day, mm. 22 a day. And this is not a statistic that has been going on just for the last year or two. This has been going on for over 10 years. Mm. So it's it's not getting any better, you know? And and one of the things that we can do is myself, you know, God gave me a talent to build homes. And so, um, you know, now we're using that talent to help these families to 
to heal emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And uh, you know what we're asking is for uh, for builders in the building community to step up and say, hey, we'd like to join with you guys, and we will guide them through the process. All right, give us an address. Give us a give us a website. Yes, sir. It's uh, operationfinallyhome.org. And All right, you can, should you see it on the screen. I hope you'll write it down. We'll keep it there long. We'll say it again. Operationfinallyhome.org. And you've written a book uh, that tells the story, Building Hope. It's a beautiful picture. And this soldier, where is he? Do you happen to know where he is? I do. Uh, that's Captain Vest. He flew several missions over Iraq in helicopter, and he flew over burn pits. And if anybody's familiar with burn pits, yeah. Over there, they burnt all kinds of different things and, and produced a lot of carcinogens. And and the government did it, the, the civilians did it, and he flew over several missions over and he contracted a rare uh, cancer. Mm. And they couldn't find the origin of it, and, uh, and he was going to die and, and leave his family and his two small kids and uh, with if they didn't find the origin. So... Um, they were going to be on the street, and so we found them. We were able to um, build them a new home, and, and they did find uh, his origin of his cancer, and he's doing doing well today. We're building homes now in, in 30 different states. We have 80-something projects going on right now, and it's due to the love of our building community, our, our great Americans that step up, electricians, plumbers, painters. They step up and say, hey, we want to help, and that's who's building these homes, and that's who we're reaching out to, and they're, they're lining up to do it. All right. And you, you, you are saying they're volunteering the help, and, and no, you're not asking people to pay for the supplies or the homes. You just want the builders. But you've got to have to have a staff working with you to train them. So you have to need some resources. We Let's do. just say we've got viewers or people here say, I want to help you, Dan, do what you're doing, and I want to see it expand. Where would they mail a gift? Would it be that same it would. that same name? Absolutely. And they would, is there an address? Is that on the website it's that on they the know website. where to mail it? It's, it and yes, they right. write a check to you and, right. they, and they send it. And I pray you will. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we have a, a tremendous responsibility on our shoulders to try to help people suffering all over the world. And I find the American people want to do it if they believe it works. Right. And see what you're doing works. When we, when we tell you we're going to drill the water, well, it works. When we tell you we're going to make it where the kids can get water if the power goes out, it works. And so if you do something, you get people out of sexual trafficking or you give kids shoes and they see what it does, what, what can we do to encourage you? This is an encouragement, and you already talked about how people should, should notice, but is there something the general public needs to know about the soldiers? We just talked about, you know, the terrible depression that comes on them. Is there a single suggestion... I mean, beyond prayer that you would say just to our viewers to do something for our veterans, what would you say, Sergeant? <clears throat> I mean, do whatever your heart is compelled to, to do. I mean, if if you as an individual feel as though, like, you, you haven't served your nation or your fellow brothers and sisters, and it's like, how do you serve? And it's in your own capacity, really. Uh, you know, with, with me, it's like me volunteering my time. That's how I help other veterans, because I still serve. It's just not with the DOD. We don't go around asking for, for thank yous and stuff like that. It's like, you know, if someone wants to show how much they appreciate those who have sacrificed for, so for them. it to you? Does it mean someone they well, say I mean, it to? it's like if your family member was a service member, how would you... You know, want them to be treat them. Yeah. Yeah. How would you treat them? And that's that's all. It's well, like about, we're all job, family. We all love each other. Too. Getting yeah. a job, a job opportunity, okay. challenge sometime. Getting jobs. Oh yeah, definitely. That's why it's like I love this man to death. I mean, he, we got a mortgage-free home <laughs> that allowed me. Yeah, y'all didn't hear that part, did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. 
the mortgage-free home allowed me and, and my family to not have that burden of paying a mortgage. And plus being disabled in Texas, being 100%, I don't pay property taxes. So, you know, with me, it's like, I get to now choose what my passion is. And, you know, I get up on stage and sing music and teach music. And, and then, you know, I also coordinate hunts and stuff like that. So. I, I mean, I'm vice president of Operation Rock the Troops and then executive director for Camp Valhalla. So I do the music portion <laughs> and I do the hunting portion and fishing. And it's like, you know, how, do you how do that can I not love my too? life and do you be take blessed? Veterans? Just veterans Absolutely. Too. All right, let me ask you this one question here. You lost your legs and you see a country that sometimes acts pretty foolish. <laughs> do you ever wonder if the sacrifice was worth it? You know, there's there's been a couple of times where where I've sat back and you know one thought about taking my own life and then two, um, well just because I know the the father that my kids have and the husband that my wife has isn't the same because I'd suffer multiple traumatic brain injuries, that's brain damage, to be exact. So when you don't function the same and you can't give that part of you, but but there is hope. There's constant healing. There's constant directions. So, you know, with me, it's, uh, it, why is that so? Let me tell you something. I want, I want to pray with you. Take my head here. Lord, I just love this soldier and his beautiful family. And Dan, and God, if you can put your arms around all these soldiers, all our veterans, put them up to, to your heart and let them know how much you love them. And God, let us show them how much we love them. I pray you bless this family in a special way. I, I pray that you'll, you'll help Stephen to know how to really help the other veterans. I pray you'll give Dan even more insight. And I pray you'll show all our viewers how we can put your loving arms around these people who've given so much for us and for our freedom like you gave your son that we might be free. Now, Lord, you heal our land. As we leave a year and go into a new year, let it be the greatest year in the history of our nation for your glory. Yes. And for these wonderful veterans in Jesus' name. I just I wanna I wanna just say to all of you right here where I am, I wanna I wanna talk to you. I'm, I don't need to get up. <laughs> uh, I really do this is what I believe. If we as Christians and the American people don't get on our knees before God, the things that are gonna happen to us are gonna knock us down. Yeah. And to say all hell is going to break loose if we don't begin to move back to God is uh, almost sounds like an understatement. But we're going to love these soldiers, and you're going to find ways to do it. And, and Dan will find ways, and Stephen will find ways that we can be a blessing because we want to, and the viewers here and all the people in the studio. But I also want to say this to you. I know you're going to appreciate it. We got little kids that are so weak they can't hardly, hardly cry. They're too weak to cry. And we got feeding programs where we can save these kids' lives. I want you to look. Could you, we know what happens to you guys with war and what happens to the pain. Let me show you some, some people in pain that never did anything. And we couldn't put your legs back. But we can perfectly solve these problems. Yeah. I want you to watch it. Watch it. I am a mother's worst nightmare. I thrive on the pain of children. I do not discriminate, and I show no mercy. You look into the eyes of a child who's seriously malnourished, and there's just nothing. It's like somebody 
Just turn the light off. You won't see me coming, but you will soon hear me in your children's cries. My touch brings bloated stomachs, thinning hair that changes color, painful skin disorders, and tiny bodies so thin and frail they appear as living skeletons. And to see this little helpless one with the skin literally peeling off his arms and his legs was such a horrifying sight. I am slow but sure. My name is malnutrition and my legacy is death. I heard someone on the news one day make a comment about the devastating deaths of children in some countries in Africa, and yet the reporters suggested that perhaps the mothers there were more accustomed to that because it's very much part of their life. I've seen with my own eyes what I knew in my gut. No mother will ever become accustomed to burying a child. The thing that really has blown me away the most, all of this is reversible. Thank you for the smiles. You know, my heart is so heavy when I see these things that only love can address, that it just, uh, oh boy, just, I feel sometimes, Betty, that there's no way I can ever make it clear enough. Well, there's nothing any more heartbreaking than a mother watching their child die. There's nothing any more heartbreaking than a mother listening to their baby cry, and they know why their baby's crying, because they're hungry, and they can't fix it. A mom's supposed to be able to fix it, but they know what they need and they can't find it anywhere. All the resources are gone. Well, we can fix it. We can offer the hope to these mothers and to these babies for life if we can get the food to them. And you've always been so gracious and so kind to help us and so loving and compassionate when we ask you to help the children that are helpless. We're asking you again. Please join with us and let's give the food to the children that, I mean, that they might live. You know, Betty, while you were talking and I'm listening to you, but I'm praying, God, this is the last week of our feeding emphasis to raise the money for months now. We won't talk about it again after this week until another time later in the year. But I'm saying, God, I'd like to see such a response here at the last of the, of the year. You know, you can make a year-end gift. Some of you been wondering, what do I give? Maybe I'm so glad I can, you know, get a tax break. We need all of them we can get, but <clears throat> I'm going to do something. I wish we could just call the missionaries and say, go find another 100,000 kids. We've saved over 10 million little children's lives. Think about it. We've saved that many. We know that's not our count. That's the government of Africa and the nations tell us, this is how many lives we saw you save because this is what you're doing. And there's a gratitude. We even had the warring factions, both sides in two civil wars, both sides thanking us for saving their kids. That's what love does. So I'm just saying to you in this last week, now here's the beauty. Some of our friends that know how effective it is, they put up $400,000 to match a gift. 
And that means that what you give can be doubled. And Father, I pray everybody that want to give a large gift. I pray they'll give a great year-end gift. It'll be helpful. That's amazing. We can call the missionaries. So Father, touch their hearts to do it. $1,400, we can feed a school for three months, for a full school for that gift, and you'll be doubled, so now you help two schools. $30, dollars $100, three, five, 10 children for the next month are gonna be fed, but now it's doubled. Not three, it's six, not five, it's 10, not 10, 20, it jumps. And so I'm asking you, just, just say, God, what can I do? Knowing that whatever your gift is, it's gonna be doubled, and you're going to be sharing love. We have some gifts to share with you to bless you in your spiritual life. But right now in this last week, would you make a real special gift? Would you go to the website you see or dial the number, use your bank card like a check. If you write a check, make it to life. But please call us. In remote and impoverished villages of Africa, children are suffering, desperately in need of life-saving food, facing death by starvation. Life's Mission Feeding Program is there, ready now to feed and care for children in crisis areas of Angola, Mozambique, and Sudan. With all of our previous reserves gone and Angola facing a record food shortage due to crop failure, we need to immediately replenish our funding and supplies for our feeding programs. As an answered prayer, a group of Life's friends have set a $400,000 matching gift challenge for mission feeding. This means your gift today can have a double impact. $30 for three children will be double to help feed six children. $50 to help feed five children will be double to save 10 children. And $100 for 10 children will be double to help feed 20 children. And don't forget, your $1,400 gift to sponsor a school will now be double to feed children in two schools. With your gift of any amount, we'll send you Without Rival by author Lisa Bevere. With your double impact gift of $100 or more, please request the complete illustrated children's Bible. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,000, which will now be double to help feed 200 children. And you may request our beautiful majesty bronze sculpture. This is the last week. Please call, write, or make your gift online. You know, I, I can't look at our soldier, not just to, just like a hug's not enough, saying to his, uh, his kids, hey, thanks for giving us a piece of your dad. And you know, sergeants, you died for people that would call themselves our enemies because you tried to help the kids that in the war and factions have a future. You, you, a lot of our guys died for the enemy to try to give them a future. And Dan, I want you to be able to keep building homes. And there's the website again. Find out how you can help him. If you'd like to have the book, I tell you what, if you just helped us help a kid and you want the book, because you can go online and get it, Building Hope, but we'll send it to you. And I'm believing if I send it to you that you're going to learn how to help build hope. And I bet there are a lot of stories in here about what love does. And so would you say thanks to Dan and thanks to Stephen again. Thank you so much. And thanks to all of you for sharing life.
Tomorrow, Brian Jarrett reflects on the turmoil he faced because of childhood abuse. Because this person that's perpetrating is someone your family trusts. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.